Hello and welcome to Bury the Weed. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Yes, we're also going to be talking about tax season. Very exciting. <laughs> Aaron's favorite. Tis the season to do your taxes. Um, what else are we talking about? We're also going to talk about... Oh, this is a good one. We're going to talk about how... Why it might be in some circumstances okay to be rude. But first, how was your week, Erin? I had a very exciting week, but it's probably only exciting for me. Um, I got a new ice cube tray. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Um, So I have a Swell water bottle, which has a very Mm -hmm. uh, narrow, as do I, top opening, right? Yes. So, um, and I really enjoy drinking ice cold water, but you can't fit ice cubes in this stupid hole at the top because it's too small. Oh my God. I am not an ice cold. Oh, I love it. Water. I like... I, I like, like cold it. water, but not too icy. I like it basically ice with a tiny bit of water in it. See, I don't. <laughs> it hurts my teeth, and it's hard to drink my a lot of it. Hurt. You have to sit. <laughs> so you have to sip. That's a Simpsons reference. I know. So you know. I know it is. Okay. Um, yeah. So I got this ice cube tray that freezes it in sticks as opposed to cubes. Yeah. <laughs> thrilling. I know. And you just put it right in your water bottle, and it's amazing. So, okay, wait. How do you get the sticks out of the tray? Is there like? Well, they're like they're like rectangular. Yeah. Is there like a thing on there? No, them? you just twist it like you would a normal ice okay, cube tray. Okay, but they're just like really long. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I got them from this website called well.ca, which I'm really into recently as well. Haha, <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like Amazon, but it just feels fancier and nicer. And it's for like wellness. That's what I thought, but it has everything in the oh, universe so it's just on for it. Like... It has like housewares, it has food, oh. it has... Ice cube trays. Ice cube trays. Shaving cream, which was my other purchase. <laughs> ice cube trays and I, shaving and cream. And they gave me a free sample of a granola bar. So, well, hey, you know, I I'd check it out if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I'm not that we're sponsored by them because we're not. But I kind of wish we were. Um, I, when I discovered the automatic ice feature in my fridge, I literally made it like, you know how you make life moments on Facebook? Yeah. I, I was so excited because I didn't know, well, I didn't know how to like, I did. And I didn't know how this new refrigerator made ice. And I was like, do I really have to buy ice cube trays? Like this is a modern fridge. It seems like it should have an ice feature. And I discovered it. We just talked about ice for like we three did. minutes. Very how was your week, Jen? Nothing to do with ice. Uh, everything to do with ice actually. Because you know who has Olympic fever now? Oh, no. Me. <laughs> and it's for ice dancing. <laughs> so this actually. This is like a totally unplanned themed segment. Ice, ice, baby. Um, you do love your Tessa and Scott. I do love my Tessa and Scott. So as I had mentioned in the last episode, I hadn't really watched any events. Like I had read a bunch of the recaps and the stuff the next day, but hadn't watched any events. Then I watched the ice dancing, both the short program and the long. Yeah. The long program, of Superior. course. Yes. Scott Moyer, Tessa Virtue, darlings of the internet. Everyone's like, but they're doing it though, aren't they? Because um, they just have such like a hot chemistry yeah. and their routine was sexy. It was good. It was yeah. really good. I didn't realize they had been skating together for, I think they said 20 years. Yeah. Since they were like kids. Yeah. So I there's no like idea. cute archival footage out there of them like Aww. skating when they're like eight. Um, 
they have denied that they've ever been a couple except for like for eight months when Scott was 10 and Tessa was eight and they <laughs> quote dated. Um, but yeah, that routine, it was to Moulin Rouge. It was electrifying that lift that everyone saw, like her legs wrapped around his neck. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. And it was just good Olympics because it was the uh, French team. Do we need to talk about the wardrobe malfunction? We do. I really felt for her. Oh my God. I couldn't even believe. And like, she just powered through like a chair. She did. In fact, I didn't notice it until we started getting into slow-mo. Yes. Um, and there's one lift that she did in the short program. Cause that's when the wardrobe malfunction happened. Um, that when your whole costume is undone in the back looks really vulgar. <laughs> it's like, whoa, they look like they're having sex basically. But when she, was dipped and that's when the wardrobe the nip slip happened yeah i actually didn't notice it i didn't either until they did the, the slow-mo replay yeah and, like zoomed in on it <laughs> so, like, and i was like nick nick there's a nipple oh there's her nipple <laughs> but i felt like when they had like the, the when they were playing the recap the following day and had like the big giant blurred oh, circle yeah. i felt like that looked worse oh like, yeah you know what yeah, honestly, her co- her costume was so flashy and there were tassels and stuff no everywhere. Noticed. Like, you wouldn't have even noticed if they hadn't done the slow-mo replay. Exactly. Yeah. And that one videographer hadn't, like... <laughs> Poor woman, honestly. <laughs> but they got it together for the long program. They skated beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, did It was, like, the polar opposite of Virtue and Moyer's uh, Moulin Rouge routine. It was to Beethoven, and it was very, like, ethereal and lyrical. And they broke their own world record. Amazing. Uh, which Virtue Moyer did not know going in. I was reading an article about how they like wanted to skate blind. They didn't want to know anybody's scores. Mm-hmm. And they managed to break the French world record and their own, like it was the, their all-time high score too. So it was a history-making performance. 0. 0.49 of a point. <laughs> Thanks for that update. Like, <laughs> recap, Jen. <laughs> like, that is crazy. That is exciting. <laughs> so not only did you have this like wonderful performance, but like also just a super close race. Like, that is good Olympics. And then all like the adorable stuff afterwards where people are just like we love them we want them to be together like and then the fanfic oh the fanfic if you would like to go down a rabbit hole (laughs) you go you do some googling you do some googling and your your itch will be scratched so the oscars are coming up this weekend they are have you seen uh, many of the films this year i feel like i've seen no films this year (laughs) Which I know isn't true, but... We both saw Lady Bird. We did see... Yeah. I loved that movie. I hope it does well. Yeah. Um, But I think that's probably (laughs) the only one that I've seen. Yeah, I feel like there's... Of the Best Picture nominees. I'm just going to look this up, but you keep talking. Oh, yeah. Get Out. I haven't seen that. It's... uh, That one was very good, too. I don't... Oh, I've seen The Post. I saw The Post. Um, I started watching Dunkirk on a plane, which is a huge mistake because it's a screen the size of your hand, basically. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what's nope. happening? Yeah. So that was a mistake. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. So the best picture nominees are The Post, Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour. I'm not sure what that one is. Uh, that's the uh, Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Missouri, Phantom Thread, and call me by oh i've name. seen phantom thread too oh you saw that yeah what did you think um it was not the movie i was expecting it to be like i was like "Ooh, this is going to be really focused on the secret messages sewn in dresses and this eccentric <laughs> man and really it was about like misophonia like the dislike of loud chewing and like <laughs> poison mu- poison mushrooms <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that's literally what that this took a very about. sharp left turn that I was not prepared for. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene that includes some of the loudest toast buttering <laughs> I've ever heard in my whole life. And it's like you're sitting there and you're like, is this a comedy? <laughs> Next year, we definitely need to do a Jed and Aaron review, all the best pictures <laughs> it was, story. I mean, I liked it, <laughs> but it was, I can't believe I haven't reviewed Phantom Thread Yeah, it, it is not the movie you think it is at all. Like, it was like, wow, he really hates the sound of her chewing. And like, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, she like repeatedly poisons, poisons him with okay. these mushrooms so that like she can take care of him. But the twist isn't that it's like, oh my God, she's been poisoning me. It's, this is hot. Continue poisoning me. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> phantom thread. <laughs> How many stars would you give this film? Also, the dresses are honestly crazy. Like, for a dressmaker, I was like, there's one wedding dress in particular that is like, it looks like the like boobs have holsters. Okay. So, I'm. You're only enticing me to see this movie more. To be honest, good. It's a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> also, speaking of hilarious reviews of things that you have, you seen um, the Shape of Water? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't either. But someone on Twitter called it Seducing Nemo, and now that's all I think of <laughs> when I see it. Uh, I would actually like to see that movie because, um, despite the fact that it's gotten a lot of critical acclaim in my circle of friends who are sort of filmy people, mm -hmm. none of them really liked it that much. And the same thing with Three Billboards. I want to see Three Billboards. Shape of Water, like, it, I would see it, but... it's I'm not a huge um, Del Toro fan. I liked Pan's Labyrinth, but that's probably the only thing. I am not a big fantasy person. Yeah. So, eh. Um, yeah, Oscars. But you wanted to talk about the award show yeah. itself. Well, I've always kind Pivoting of thought, from movies. Yeah, I've always kind of thought award shows in this context are stupid mm -hmm. because, <laughs> just to be very blunt, I I don't really f well, and especially now given the current political climate and social climate, it just feels really like a frivolous um, waste of time. Like. Yeah, like, <laughs> like indulgence. Like read and, the room, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> like, read the room. It's a little tone deaf, in my opinion, to be handing out awards to people who already get compensated more than fairly for doing, you know, just their job, right? Like it's, I don't know. I think I agree, but I also will offer these counterpoints. Sure. One is that I think, at least before this year, I think this year has been unprecedented in a lot of ways which i will get to but i think before award shows were just a little bit of escapism to get away sure. from yeah. like the constant like the world is on fire um and they're also exciting in the same way that the olympics are exciting because it's like oh, who's gonna win and then oh, that person won and i wasn't expecting it like i find <laughs> i like i like that i find that exciting <laughs> um but this year has been really different in terms of yeah. what award show, like the function of award shows has really changed. Like if we go back to the Golden Globes where we were talking about like systemic change and sexism and abuse on the red carpet, which used to be, remember the whole Ask Her More campaign? Where yeah. It's like, yeah. Let's get away from asking who she's wearing. About dresses. Yeah. Well, we've really overcorrected. And now <laughs> it's like, you know, like that's. I couldn't even imagine that being like a concern now. Right. right. Um, so I think it has changed a lot in terms of what the role is, but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with, I am very curious to, after the, the golden Oscars. Globes to yeah. see what's going to happen at the Oscars for sure. Uh, BAFTA's kind of had some 
I know there was a little bit of a dust up about Kate Middleton not wearing black to the BAFTAs. Oh, uh, okay. Even though royals are not allowed to take political stances. Right. So she wore green, not black. Right. Um, which apparently is the, uh, the color of like suffragettes and... So maybe it was like a so sly way. It may have been a there. sly yeah. way to get in there, um, but I feel like because there wasn't really that much of the Times Up stuff at the Grammys, like it kind yeah. of like I wonder if it's or fizzling out a little bit, or if it's just there's the di- that sort of defining the difference between the music industry and the film industry. Yeah, like yes, it's all sort of part of entertainment, whatever, but it's they're very different beasts. It's true. And quick aside, and I'm going to just shamelessly plug a column I wrote, but I ended up writing a column about the Headley allegations. And Mm -hmm. it got me thinking about why um, music hasn't had a real Me Too moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all we talk about on this podcast is Me Too now. But um, (laughs) I kind of realized it's partly, I think, because music fans are different than fans of other things in that there's a fierce loyalty especially on, among very young music fans and so i'm wondering if that is a big reason why me too has struggled to get footing is because fans a band will always have fans i literally don't know what it takes for oh, a, I have a no band idea. to be truly blacklisted i have no idea if you think about who continues to be supported is there celebrated. a band that has ever been truly blacklisted from something i mean i can't I or like any kind of artist like r kelly is still heralded as a genius like yeah you know, so I, yeah, I don't even know if that line exists, to be honest. So I think that is what makes music a little bit different. Is that yeah, I would ankle. agree. Um, shall we move on? Yeah. To being rude. Being rude. <laughs> <laughs> so I read this article um, on the GQ website. I'm just going to pull it up here. By Drew McGarry. By Drew McGarry. One of my faves. And uh, in it, he was kind of talking about specifically in relation to in a political context. Mm-hmm why uh and an american political an american political context um basically why it's important sometimes to fight rudeness with rudeness and not try to kill people with kindness so to speak Mm -hmm. because that is not very effective when you're dealing with people like the trump administration who kind of deflect that response right yes so So the only way to, to compete with that is to be as abrasive yeah and he was kind of taking aim at the New York Times editorial board specifically, yes. you know, about kind of these really mealy mouthed editorial takes on issues because. And this is in the wake of the the um, yeah. the Florida sh- um, shooting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and just, you know, trying to like, there's one that he referenced specifically that's like, well, we have to like make sure that we're respectful to everyone, even the crazy gun people like, but moving beyond politics and just yeah just, and just in a broader sense broader sense speaking to rudeness is thinking about this because yeah i think you're right i think and you were saying this too that as you've gotten older oh yes i've become less, much less tolerant of people's bull honky <laughs> <laughs> well and also like i and no one's advocating and i think M- mcgarry even says this in the piece too like no one's advocating being rude all the time and just being a terrible person but when someone's rude, like it's it's this idea I think that we've all internalized, especially if we've ever worked in customer service oh, or gosh, like yeah. roles in which we have to kind of like, you know, appease and serve, befriend and whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, like there's this idea that people can just treat you however they want to treat you, and you have to like turn the other cheek and take the high road. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. it's like no, sometimes. Sometimes it's not worth it to do that. Sometimes I'm going to give like, you a very specific example and it's going to, 
make you laugh. So uh, in my apartment block, we have a line of parking out back, and mm-hmm. it sort of shares a back lane with a strip mall that has a very popular clothing store and a Starbucks. So sometimes when I'm not in my spot, I come home and someone else is parked in my spot because they are either running in to get coffee or they're going to look at clothes or whatever. And this makes me irate. So (laughs) fair enough. Like irate. And I even had my landlord put up a sign that said private parking, towing, blah, blah, blah. Still happens all the time. So what I've started doing is instead of like leaving a polite note like please don't park here this is my spot i started parking my car horizontally behind them so that they (laughs) cannot get out and then i go into my building and i leave it there and then i come out 10 minutes later after they have thoroughly freaked out (laughs) just like an appropriate amount are you like watching it at your kitchen window (laughs) yeah no i take a peek out to see and i leave it for like seven to ten minutes as they're like oh my god what am i gonna do freak out (laughs) and i go and knock on the window and be like oh sorry did you need to get out because this is my spot and you're in my spot so I'm like, you should probably just thank me for not calling a tow truck. You're welcome. It's, it's a beautiful example of Canadian rudeness. Right. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> were you trying to get out here? I didn't know that I couldn't park horizontally behind you to block oh, you in man. to my spot. So that that is a circumstance in which being really rude is not only effective, but very satisfying. But I wonder, and I was kind of reflecting on this after reading the piece and just thinking about rudeness as a concept. I wonder if because many of us and I think this is very true of Canadians and I think we've talked about this before with apologizing um but I think we've been socialized to be you know not to be polite and humans tend to avoid confrontation like there's actually very few that get off on confrontation most people are like yeah mm-hmm. I'll avoid this when possible but I wonder if rude has kind of become a catch-all term for just being critical or assertive, assertive. yeah you know I, yeah totally 100%. yeah because in that scenario I don't think you were particularly rude I think you were just being like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I find that um, assertiveness often, especially, and I'm not going to, I don't want to play the woman card again, but especially when women are assertive, it gets misconstrued as curtness, yep. rudeness, totally, you know, insubordination, whatever you want to say. And uh, it sucks. It's how the period became not menstruation, but the punctuation became hostile. Like, yeah, you know, when yeah. you replace all your exclamation points with periods. I'm not being hostile. I'm writing a normal email. But it's when you read an email like that, it's like, oh, my God, this sounds so mean. Yeah. Like, I have to add an emoticon. Like, you know. <laughs> Wait, who says emoticon? It's emoji. Uh, I am a child of the 90s. I say emoticon. <laughs> um, plus, I think like, yeah, it's just it's. It's one of those things that it becomes misconstrued as rudeness when really it might be something else. But I do think further to the point of that piece that, yeah, sometimes you have to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be nice or polite or stand up for myself and stand up for what we believe in. Mm -hmm. Getting a little rude. I'm really excited to talk about taxes. I know you're you're like (laughs) vibrating. (laughs) I love tax season. Tax season. Why? Why do you just find it so soothing? (laughs) Like go through everything and i fill mine out by hand to follow rules yeah to like do all the equations on time yeah (laughs) you know that's my favorite (laughs) thing in the world and i still do mine on paper i don't do the online filing because i'm always scared i'm gonna miss something so i do the paper books and i mail it in (laughs) oh my god and you do them in pencil first i do them in pencil first in case i make a mistake Mm -hmm. because you do have to do all your own calculations and math and stuff 
and I'm not crazy. <laughs> Just crazy <laughs> enough to try to do it in permanent ink before I... Is that crazy or confidence? Uh, no, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not the best at math. So, But I, yeah, I do it in pencil first and then I do it in pen and then I do the duplicate sheets to keep in my own file because they give you two of two of each page. So you mail oh one God. in and you keep one and I do that. I do not do that at all. <laughs> I say, hi, the accountant. Here's my stuff. I'm even mad I have to print out my own T4s now. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only part of tax season that I enjoy is getting my refund. Yeah, that's that's also the best part. Yeah. But when, you're, when I lived in the States, when I came home, I had to file American and Canadian taxes. Oh, my and God. And it was an absolute nightmare, like a legitimate nightmare. Did you do this like by yourself? Like, no, no. I took it to a very popular tax filing company in the okay. city and they messed it up so thoroughly that oh, no. I ended up missing out on about $10,000 worth of a refund. Oh my God. Because they had incorrectly um, done the student t- tax credit at the time because oh, okay. my my um, New York degree was applicable for that because I was living in Manitoba. Right. And it, everything had been done incorrectly. So I went to see um, the mom of a friend of mine who worked at CRA and she helped me do like three or four years worth of, um, I can't think of the word, but you refile basically Mm -hmm. adjustments. And I ended up getting like $10,000 back because they had screwed it up so thoroughly, which is, and she did it with me on paper for everything, which is why I always do it on paper now. Paper taxes. Yeah. Because then you know exactly what you're doing and the numbers you're inputting and the calculations you're making. Like it's not just a computer doing it for you. Like there's, you know what, what it is. Maybe you should do my taxes. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, further to tax season, just one more point about that. Um, it's so funny how with the refunds and how we're all like excited to get the refunds and it's like free money, but it's not, it's not, (laughs) it's money that you already earned. Yeah. But it's still, it feels great though. It really And especially for us as an aside, it's a triple paycheck month because there's, there's the right number of five Fridays, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So taxes, triple paycheck month. Woo. gonna do a vintage segment a vintage segment <laughs> reading watching listening um i don't know how i've had time but i've been watching a lot of stuff recently there's always time to watch stuff you know, <laughs> I know. it's like hi I, I can't work out regularly because there's no time and but yet 12 and yet. episodes of whatever <laughs> so we're finally uh on season two of stranger things a little bit oh. behind the boat on that one because i was waiting for my uh fiance to catch up and he finally did yes welcome hello yeah so we're about four episodes in so good it is really good but it's like a lot for me a lot um scarier than the first season okay so i've been having nightmares because we've been watching it at night and i have really freaky vivid dreams so we have to stop watching stranger things before bed yeah i think that might be so we've replaced the before bed episode with the crown (laughs) which is obviously (laughs) will not give you nightmares because it's the driest thing in the world exactly but the the um in the most recent or two episodes ago, the queen said, do shut up. And I've been saying that <laughs> to everyone since then because it's my favorite thing. I'm going to miss her as the queen. I know. And I'm actually really enjoying the second season much more than the first season. Yes. It's way uh, more interesting I for me. I quite liked it. I somehow managed to binge the crown, even though that's the most anti-binge yeah, show Yeah, I can only do one episode at a time. But I find it engaging. Yeah, no, I li- I'm liking it a lot for sure. What am I doing? I'm kind of... 
I'm not really watching too many new shows at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rewatching the Mindy Project because it's the best. It's the best, and also it's done now. So I'm like, I haven't watched the latest season at all. So oh, I'm like, okay, it was started again from the beginning. Um, also in vintage watches, watching NYPD Blue. Oh, really? Yes. Why? Because <laughs> it's so good. It's just a good, like, cop procedural. It's I'm surprised you're not on Hulu watching all of ER that was... Um, because I already own all the DVDs of ER and have watched it through many times. But yes, ER. So that's what kind of reminded me of NYPD Blue, which I'm quite enjoying. Um, the point I wanted to make about NYPD Blue, though, and it was something I was talking to my husband about. Um, the first season of that show is really interesting because the cop, Andy Sipowitz, is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But we only see one episode of him, like, rampaging around as a drunk. And the rest of the season is dedicated to how hard it is for him to stay sober okay and i thought that was so interesting because i think a lesser show would have spent a lot of time on like building up this the is alcoholism. how he's like ruining his life yeah. and blah 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 instead oh, of focusing on the more interesting story which is this is how hard it is to stay sober right and that's interesting and sherry stringfield is on it who is dr susan lewis on er because There's she left connection. she left nypd blue to do er is that the blonde the blonde lady mm-hmm. yes okay um so ER, yeah. So it was uploaded to Hulu and I read a story yesterday that was like 2018's hottest show debuted in 1994 and it's ER because people are watching apparently like 12 hours a piece in January. Get out of here. Yeah. Like on average. That sounds like my mom. It might have been higher. It might have been 16 hours. It was actually. probably just my mom. Like, <laughs> my dad used to get her one of the box sets every Christmas and the so TV good. room is right below my bedroom. So all I'd hear is every... 46 minutes or whatever it is through the floor and i was like oh my god another episode seriously just hours it's so hours. good <laughs> it's so good and it it uh this article is talking about like the whys it has held up and why people are so enamored with it particularly people who didn't watch it the first time around right and it was a really ahead of its time show it discussed like there was a lot of political talk of the day like in the 90s episodes it was very focused on AIDS crisis and lots of things like that but like in the early 2000s they did a full episode arc on Darfur yes I remember that actually prime time Thursday night this like, podcast should just be called Jen Loves ER. I love ER. I would I would have an ER podcast. <laughs> like, if anyone wants to do that with me, get in touch. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that people are like, it's still relevant. That would actually be it. really funny now that everyone's watching ER to do like a side podcast. And then I'll start watching it at every episode. We'll have like a, we'll debrief. It would be the, your dream come true. Yeah, it would be like my best life. <laughs> and the first two letters of my name. ER. Oh, look at that. And my middle name, my two middle names, Elizabeth Renee, also ER. (gasps) We'll get this going. We will. This will be our side project. (laughs) Speaking of projects, what are you working on? Uh, Now, tis the season of lineup releases for festivals for the summer. I feel like festival season is just, it just never ends. Constant. It just goes forever long. So uh, I know Jazz Fest is planning on releasing their headliners next week. And then Folk Fest will be the following week on March 7th. They're releasing their lineup. Yes, they're typically early March. Yeah, so I'll be getting secret embargoed lists of all that fun stuff that I can't actually share with anybody. Um, So I can do my stories ahead of time. But that's sort of what's on the horizon for me. Cool. Um, Oh, and Dashboard Confessional. Oh, yeah. I had a really great interview with Ryan Caraba. No, not Ryan. Chris. Chris Caraba. I was thinking Ryan Cabrera. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Caraba. He was wonderful and really lovely and not at all what I expected, but super, super great. And has aged incredibly well and has amazing skin, which you asked him about and he doesn't moisturize. No, just clean living. Clean living. So there you go. 
speaking of clean living, we have given up Starbucks for Lent. (laughs) So an update on that. It's been a week and a half. I haven't had one. Have you? Nope. High five. High five. And you have been in a Starbucks as well. So that's even more impressive. (laughs) Um, It's been hard. But I'm sleepy, but I'll get through. <laughs> but I think it would have been harder if we said no coffee. Yes, that would have been. I'm still drinking coffee. Yeah. I'm not an animal. Well, no coffee for me, but I don't drink coffee anyway. So there fine. you go. Um, as always, you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Nyrebel on Instagram and Twitter. I can't believe I called him Ryan. That's so terrible. <laughs> his name is Chris. We know you know his name is Chris. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we'll see, see you, you next, next week. week.